0: Hey everyone, it is me, Lauren, your creative mentor, and welcome back to the Working Ecosystem Month. We're almost at the end here, we're in the third week, and this week I want to talk about working styles. And there's a couple of different working styles I wanted to cover um, the kinds you'll kind of run into as a designer, and then the kinds you're going to run into just working in organizations. But before we get into all of that, If you are new here and this is your first time interacting with my podcast, hi, hello. I'm glad you found me. You probably found me on TikTok. Um, This this podcast was born out of the frustration I was seeing on TikTok in the pandemic amongst a lot of art students. And quite frankly, back in 2013, when I was a graduating art student, I had a lot of the same gripes. So I'm a little disappointed that nothing has really changed. So I'm going to change it. Um, I'm gonna come out here and tell you everything that I've learned. I'm a graphic designer. I work in advertising. I work in the sports industry and I've found my work-life balance and my career job that I'm happy with. So I wanted to share everything I possibly could to all of you to help you be more successful in finding what that means for you. So like I say, with every single um, episode, you should vet your sources. This includes me. If someone's giving you advice about your mental health, your life, or your money, you should know that they know what they're talking about. Um, for me, I created like a mentorship class that was, um, you know, for a semester with the AIGA, which is the Institute of Graphic Arts in America um so I guided and mentored some people through that and so this is kind of an extension of that I'm not affiliated with the AIGA but this is something a lot of colleagues around me have been very impressed by and championed which means that there is a gap to fill so that's what I'm trying to do and um if you want to catch up you can look at all of my episodes on my Patreon they're out there for free I do have $7 workbooks that come out at the end of every month. So there's one about money and you can walk through how much you need to be making. Um, There's ones that walk through your wellness so you can make sure you're not being hurt or the joy of creativity isn't being taken from you. And there's a bunch of other stuff over there. So go to the Creative Mentor Podcast Patreon or my YouTube channel or my TikTok, which is probably where you found all of these things. And you can listen to this podcast wherever you like. So Today, I want to talk about how, you know, before you're the manager, you're going to work for one and kind of what you, what to expect. It's It's not so much warning as I just don't think school teaches you what to expect. So there's a lot of expectation versus reality out there and it can be disappointing because you have really high expectations or vice versa. So the first thing I kind of want to walk you through is just working styles within an organization and I do have another article for all of you to check out, that'll be on my Patreon for free, but it's essentially what are working styles and why are they important. Um, So as creatives, we all have different working styles. Our minds all work in different ways. And the common thread we have amongst each other is that we understand the process and we can understand the abstractness it takes for one to get to a good creative idea. That being said, typically you're solving a problem for a business end, whether you're a writer or a photographer or a designer or an engineer or a UX person, We're all laddering up to a business objective working in capitalism as creatives if we work for organizations. Um, So you're going to run into people who don't have the brain that you have because their function isn't to think like you, but you're still going to have to collaborate with them. So there's kind of like this general like four major working styles you're going to run into in organizations. And I also want to say that you might evolve while you're at an organization. You might learn that you're more into creative operations than executing banners a hundred times a day. Or you want to manage a project and produce something versus execute. And so like that's kind of how these sorts of ways of thinking can help you find how to carve your little area in the world In an organization or even for yourself because understanding you and what you're naturally good at and what you think so you don't have to struggle against what you are actually naturally capable of the more you can understand that and the way that the creative world and the business world view that the more you can use that to your advantage and that's what this whole podcast is about, framing the things you already do and would be doing anyway to be in the most profitable, pl- profitable place it can be for you. We're not trying to change ourselves. We're not trying to bend to the will of capitalism. It's understanding who you are and what kind of worker you are and placing yourself the best place you can. Place a good bet, you know? So I'm just going to kind of skim through what this article outlines. But um, this article is from Indeed, and Indeed's pretty trustworthy because they place a lot of people in jobs. Um, So there's the logical working style, which is typically an individual who, you know, they're the drivers, they're the doers. They analyze the problem and they tackle it head on um those that have this working style are typically data oriented they're reading analytics they're understanding what all of the numbers and the kpis and all that stuff means they're the ones who are going to tell you how well something is working or not from a data perspective and the amount of concentration these individuals have causes them to sometimes forget um how to communicate as a person so they're usually typically very cut and dry and another good piece of just like side advice is is like don't read people's emails in your shitty voice in your head your voice isn't nice to you a lot of the time people aren't like after you they're not passive aggressive unless you like know that they are and that's a different thing but like logical people are not having any kind of cadence in an email correspondence. And it's it's just because they're thinking way more about the numbers and the planning and the analytics than anything else. That's who they are and that's what they love. So then you have detail-oriented people, which, well, if you're logical, wouldn't you be detail-oriented? You see this on job descriptions a lot for creative people. So, uh, the detail-oriented people are typically the learners and their working style is super strategic, it's organized, you're paying attention to all of the details, where's the product I have to take a picture of, when can we take a picture of it, who's going to be there to take the picture, do you need me to be there to take the picture, do I have to hire other people to help you take the picture? This is detail-oriented. This is also what I am. <laughs> so they're, they're good on teams because um, they give a sense of order where there is chaos, which is pretty common in a creative space. Um, and they are pretty pragmatic, meaning they avoid risks and approach situations slowly and thoughtfully. Because if you slow down and get it right, you only have to get it right once. And many people with this uh, type of working style are usually in engineering because they thrive on understanding the problem and process. And process is a big word I use at my job because process changes all of the time, especially in the creative field when you're getting more resources or less resources. The process is everything, especially because creative is typically at the tail end of something that's happening in the business world we're not you know doing tests we're not like making things in the sense of like products and we're not engineering things like that we're telling stories and um so typically we're always at the end it's time to communicate now that we've thought of everything so that communication is just as key and the process on how you communicate when where to who, what happens, what's their journey, all that stuff is the detail-oriented working style. So a lot of creative strategy comes in there too. Um, So if you're a detail-oriented style worker, you're going to be a huge asset to any (laughs) creative team because at least one person has to keep everyone on track with the project manager, you know? Um, So... um, Then you have the supportive worker. Um, And this is someone who's more emotionally oriented with their working style. They're deeply expressive. They're supportive. um, They're instigators. They're interrogators. They're lovers. They typically build relationships and bring the team together to work around everything in harmony. So they're very important, too and in other words they they value collaboration uh, above all else they're the first ones that want to call you and figure something out and talk to you for like 2 hours and and work through the project to understand what we all need to be doing how we can do it if morale is low they're typically going to be the one to be like you know we can get through this we're going to do this like that's just their natural supportive role is to just like swoop in and kind of glue everyone together especially when times are the toughest uh they are sensitive though and um they usually can let that get to them uh but they understand the true context of the situation so you know there everyone has ups and downs and like you know the supportive role honestly there i can name someone on my team right now who i would say is in the supportive role and when i've been at my like most frustrated they like hype me up and loop me back around and then we execute the work and we typically do our best work after that so I need a supportive person on my team (laughs) so they're really great then you have the idea oriented person they're often thought of as the thought pioneer Um, they're the big picture thinker Their working styles or skills are uh, creating the vision and inspiring others to believe in this vision. Your leaders, creative directors, are typically kind of in this spot. Um, Sometimes general managers can be this too. They thrive on endless risk and possibility and sometimes you have to rein those people in because they're just like really far out to see but like that's a good thing like if you have someone you need to rein in like you're never gonna be short on an idea and ideas are everything So they're a little bit funny to me. Um, They can turn obstacles into opportunities and they get really wrapped up in the bigger picture. So sometimes they can overlook the little details, but that's what the detail-oriented people are for. So when you have a lot of these working styles on the same team, you can have a really good combination of people. But if you have the wrong ratios, you can kind of have a lot of budding heads at the same time. So this is why understanding these things is helpful to you to know who you are and to your team so that you can all work together in this very harmonious and effective way. Um, so, you know... This is just really, and a lot of people make you take, like, a uh, personality test, like the Myers-Briggs test, because test is super popular. Um, it's just based in this theory that, like, these all relate to one another in one way. And, like, when you show attributes of more over another, it shows how you can mesh with who on your team and things like that and then there's the neo personality test um that evaluates your base beliefs of the like five major personality traits um like introvert extrovert you know experience agreeableness contentiousness and like it just there's all these different ways and little tests and psychologies that work within a um structured organization of people which is companies, um, that companies try to quantify. Because we try to quantify everything. Every company, every business tries to quantify everything. And if there's someone you work with that you just don't like or you butt heads all the time, Chances are it is not personal. It's just your working style is completely different to them and you're miscommunicating because your styles aren't the same and you can't relate to one another. So again, we come back to my favorite word in the world, context, when you can gain context to the way somebody thinks your collaboration efforts just, like, expanded twofold, and I think a lot of people, especially fresh workers, get really intimidated with working in companies and things like that, not only because pop culture has, like, freaked us out to it, and then capitalism sucks on top of it, um, when you're a first-time worker, it's really scary to like just jump into an ecosystem like this, especially when there's people like me who've been working for almost 10 years, and people have been working 30 years, and everyone around you seems to understand how all of this works, and you just have no clue. These are like ways to kind of ease in and try to understand reading between the lines of, an, of a social organization situation. And so if, if you already are kind of a peopley person, maybe you're extroverted or you observe people and things like that, stuff like this I don't think will be very difficult for you. But if you're introverted, I'm an introverted extrovert. I would love to just stay introverted. But with my life situation moving so much and having to constantly like re-meet people and show up in social situations and things like that. I had to figure people out to survive in social situations in, in all my high schools, in college and in my like six working jobs. So like once you kind of get there, you can see people for what they are and back off. You can engage. It just kind of all depends on you and where you're at and where your social anxieties lie. Um, and, you know, naturally taking route to get to know your coworkers and things. But, you know, if you're an overachiever and you want to kind of get a jump start into understanding organizational behavior in a structure that is full-time work at an agency, an in-house or whatever, this is a great place to start. So, that's all kind of like the major, major psychological yada yada about all of that and how that can help you going into the workforce. And now, the other thing I want to focus on is the kind of creative leaders you're likely to fall under. And I've worked under both of these, and they both have their pros and cons. And so, what they are is I call them the new school, old school, which is also like a tattoo term, but. Um, if you have a manager that is an old school like creative it's very interesting to just sit and talk to them I really would encourage you to like get their life story and understand what the creative like field in industry was like before computers and before email and before technology and before we went digital and you're probably going to work in a company that's shifting digitally a lot and I think to people who are millennials and younger, that's like a little weird to us. We're like, what do you mean you're shifting from the inside out to digital? Like we've been digital, we've been here. And it's like companies have existed so much more without technology than with that everything has to get done differently. And it's very different from from now to where a lot of people who manage us began I find it very fascinating to be quite honest and I've been really lucky and I've had a lot of different managers sit and just like shoot the shit and tell me all about it and so I find if you work under an old school manager which I have for a couple of them they there's this uh like prove it and you get it sort of situation which I don't think is bad depending on the circumstance in which you come from if you're fresh out of school and you're thrown under an old school manager and they're like, prove it till you get it. I don't think that's like a bad way to be thrown to the sharks, but it can be frustrating at times. And that's when I think that's what I find like new school to be interesting because you're going to get people like me who will grow up to be your leaders. And it's happening a little bit now. I'm starting to see it in other places where, you know we didn't have to sit in the print room and like set all the type settings by hand and measure things and cut things out and scan them in and like that was the old school way of doing graphic design and you had a typesetter and you had a track setter and you had a letting person like you had all these different things that we just like do now like automatically on the computer and um you know it's it's changed how everything works and so you know you don't have to earn it you get your computer you get the best stuff right off the bat you don't get the shitty thing and then the new thing you know which is kind of how the old school way would work and it's just very interesting but what can be really frustrating about the difference is the number one thing so my dad used to be an executive he's retired and so I would ask him because I think I was behaving the way um he would be frustrated in his position i was like you know i i feel like i'm ready to like step up and get promoted and i'm really frustrated at that like i'm kind of getting this like what i feel is the runaround like what's the deal and he's an old school guy and we talk about reality like versus the ideal and like we all have to react to what's real because nothing will ever be perfect and so what is real is as an old school guy, he's like young people always like want to work too fast and grow too fast and do all of this too fast and this, that, and the other. And so I sat with that and I thought about that a lot before I even like got into this. And like, I feel like that's both right and wrong. You know, I've also had other managers tell me if I want to be a creative director, then in the next 10 years of my career, here are the things I need to work on When in my head, a creative director can show up in my mid-30s. Like, I don't need to be 40 to be that. That's personally how I feel. And depending on who my managers are and what my opportunities are and what the companies are that I'm looking at, that can be true and it can be false. And that's, I think, a major facet of creative work in an organizational structure. So I find all of that very, very interesting because... Also, reminder, pandemic stunted all of us. Personally, I'm a little frustrated and I wanted to grow a lot more this past year. But at the same time, when everyone was getting salary cuts and furloughed and fired and let go and companies, you know, had to cut back and now they're trying to grow and the workforce was really unemployed and now it's less so. And like all these conversations we're having, it's a tough time to predict what's going to happen next. And it's a tough time to gauge what is normal and what is not because nothing is normal until we all settle back into what does going back to an office look like? What does the work from home protocol look like? How do jobs hire people who are remote? We don't have these answers. And until we all are kind of on that same page, everything's kind of all over the place, up for grabs, stunted, whatever. So it's also difficult to advise what's real and what's not to be quite honest but um if you find yourself under an old school or a new school manager from a creative perspective there are great things to learn from both of them and I I want to give you permission to be frustrated with maybe they're going too slow in your mind maybe they're being too hard on you in your mind and all of those things but just Take it in stride and listen to them because eventually you're going to be in a different organization under different people and the best thing you can take with you through all of your jobs, no matter what you do, is perspective. The more perspective you have, the better of a gauge you have on if where you are is where you want to be. And if what someone is promising you or doing for you in your organization is correct or incorrect based on your goals. And you're never going to know how to gauge that or listen to your gut if you don't practice listening to any manager. And there are absolutely creative directors out there who have the biggest ego, who think that they know everything, who think they're too good to be a teacher or to be taught anything new all of that stuff. I've worked for those people too. And I tell you what, they fall on their fucking face eventually. And so if you can let go of that ego at a managerial level, you're just going to serve everyone and yourself so much better. And times are moving quick. You know, I ain't getting any younger and I'm gunning for these jobs. The the second anyone will give me a shot. Just like all of you are gunning for any chance to get your first creative job the second anyone will give you a shot, these people are the ones who are going to give you that shot. So the best thing you can do is understand your strengths in your own working style and your personality. You don't need to change who you are. You just need to find what you fall under in these weird categories categorizations that companies make. And then... Listen to your boss and find a way to champion them. Nobody wants to fail at work. Literally nobody. The best thing you can do is be an ally and never be an enemy, especially on your own team. And understanding these ways of working is what's going to help you with that the most. And so that is on top of the politics game and on top of everything else, that's what these people skills that you can cultivate and find and have or at least be aware of that's going to help you get farther faster it just really is and so I just want you guys to be aware of all of that you don't have to do anything with it you don't have to study it you don't have to point it out but if you just heard me at all in the last 25 minutes just remember that because when you're in a meeting or you're in front of someone or you're in a Zoom or whatever at work and someone says something that like just hits you in a way that you're like, Ugh. just walk it back and try to understand what they actually meant. Were they being logical? Were they being emotional? Were they being supportive? Were they being detail or like these things can help you take the don't take it personally like out of working And the more you can separate that from like your own thing, like the easier working will be. And I just want to set you all up for success here and to try to understand what is real in organizations. And when you work for an in-house creative team or you work for an agency or even if you work contract, you're going to run into all of these things eventually. And, you know, when you're creative in capitalism, which inevitably we all are if we're getting a paycheck for it, we have to understand what that's for. You're either solving a business problem for someone with your creativity or you're a successful like business owner in and of, its, of yourself, but you still have to understand your clients or your customers and understanding people and how you work best with people is the way to go. And so that's what all of this is for. And I'll post the um, little Indeed article I like read a little bit for you on here so you can dive right in. There's other links to like jump off of from there and like all this stuff. So I'll put that in there to help you out and you can take a look at it at your leisure and then that's that's really it for this week you know and next week we're going to talk about talking about what we do which i think is very difficult for us creatives to do so i have some advice for you there how to gain confidence we're going to talk a little bit about the public speaking fear because remember people are more afraid of public speaking than dying so (laughs) let's try to Find the way that we're naturally good at this and then just keep practicing it because all of this happens with practice, you know? I didn't just wake up one day out of college and learn all of this. This this took me seven years, a lot of weird conversations, a lot of getting it wrong, a lot of being put in my place, a lot of that stuff, a lot of frustration, a lot of misunderstanding and I just want to set you guys all up The best that I can so you don't have to make this as awkward as I have at certain points in my career and just like be a sponge listen to everyone my number one rule at any job is if someone is talking at you never shut them up because they're going to tell you something you'd never thought you'd learn whether it was something you're supposed to know or not but just always listen to people take in everything that they're saying never shut them up. If they're talking at you, just, just take it all in. Cause you will learn something, something from it and it'll give you a vantage point at some point. So that's all that, <laughs> um, you know, you can check out all these links on my Patreon. It's the creative mentor Patreon, all the podcasts, the video content, the articles, all of those are free, Um, You can get uh, the podcast for next week a week early if you want to throw $2 a month at me. Uh, For $7 a month, there's those workbooks I was talking about. Um, The next one's coming up, and the workbooks are just a summation of all of the podcasts for that month. So there's lists, there's links, there's all sorts of things. Um, So you can put that out there. I do have a tier. I'm, I'm still working on it. I know I always say that where I can review your resume and your portfolio for you Um, it's the boardroom Um, so if you're like really focused or you have this company you really want to get a job with or your phone just isn't ringing and you don't know why uh, you can reach out to me there a lot of you keep finding me on LinkedIn I love it keep doing that find me message me let's hang out let's talk Um, and everything and again you can check out my tiktok for like one minute little tips and tricks it's the creative mentor or my instagram or any of this other stuff so go check all of that out or just google the creative mentor podcast and I will talk to you all next week when we talk about talking about what we do so see you next time